0: All right, what we want to do right now is uh, go to our Auburn Bank phone line and bring on one of our very good friends. Zach Blackerby is the host of the Locked On Auburn podcast, and he joins us here now on Sports Call. Greetings, Zach. How's your week been? It's been good. It's been good. How are you guys? Quite well. Uh, really uh, enjoying this coaching search in terms of putting a coaching staff together for Hugh Freeze. Since we last spoke, uh, there is a new football coach <clears throat> leading the Auburn Tigers. Please tell the Sports Call World what Zach Blackerby thinks of Mr. Hugh Freeze.
1: The more I hear about some of the stuff that he's doing right now, the more I like it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was I was all in on the, the Lane train. I thought it would be Lane Kip, and I said that. Um, moments after Brian Harson was fired, and I really said that until there was that weird Saturday night with all the drama with Lane Kiffin and, and the Auburn fan base. So, um, but no, I, I think all of this was—I um, I think it's helping Auburn get back to where they needed to be from a, a talent standpoint. I mean, they just—they've been behind the eighth ball for the past two years, and I think Hugh Freeze came in and realized that. I think you saw that with some of the departures. Through the transfer portal. I think most of those guys were probably processed. I think a few of them um, left on their own, but I think some of those situations may have been mutual or even more towards the Auburn coaching staff saying, hey, it may be time to move on. So that's um, I think that's certainly part of it, and I think that's uh, probably a, a net positive for the Tigers. You know, you look at Zach Calzada now allows you to use that roster spot to, to bring in another quarterback, maybe with more upside, but You could say the same with like Gazel and Warsham. You could say the same with Zevion Capers. I think all in all, um, the roster is going to be in a better spot in a few weeks than it was uh, or than it is right now.
0: Zach, when you look at this Auburn roster outside of the offensive line, where does Auburn need to do the most work in terms of getting new bodies in here?
1: Yeah, maybe not volume and you know uh, the amount of guys, but I think as far as importance. As linebacker, with Owen Papo leaving, and you know, I think Owen Papo probably was a little underwhelming for most of his Auburn career, which is a shame. He looked really good the last month or so of the season. I don't know if it took him longer to adapt to the scheme of what Schmetting wanted him to do, or or what. Um, Maybe it was a mental thing or a physical thing with his injury. I don't know. But I just I, I don't think Auburn feels comfortable rolling any of the guys that they have currently on the roster to be the number one linebacker. You know, kind of commanding the middle of this defense. I don't think Cam Riley's that guy. I don't think Wesley Steiner's that guy. Um, Maybe Woodyard moving forward. We'll have to see. That's a big task for a a true sophomore or a redshirt freshman. So we'll see what that looks like. But they've got to find a linebacker that can be a commanding force in the middle of the defense. And then also, I think defensive line is probably there, too. I think your starters are okay, right? Jason Jones, Marcus Harris potentially coming back. I, I think he is. I um, haven't really been told or heard anything otherwise. So those two guys in the center are a big part of it. You know, you may see the emergence of Jeffrey Mbaugh over the course of this offseason. I think we're going to hear a lot of good things about him. But, you know, I, I think you need depth at defensive end, and I think you need a bunch of dudes that, at edge. You know, I don't think... Is Dylan Brooks ready to be an edge defender, you know, in every snap uh, in the FCC, I, I don't know. I don't know about that quite yet. So defensive line and linebacker, I think, are huge if you look past the offensive line. Zach, when when you look at the you know what Hugh Freeze has been here uh, a couple weeks now, he's out in the, out on the recruiting trail. He's starting to put together a staff. But the one big thing, and I think a lot of Auburn fans are getting antsy about, is that there's still no coordinators been hired. And every, it seems like every day this week, another name has come off that list because they've gotten hired some, somewhere else, especially on the defensive coordinator side of things. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on you know Hugh Freeze putting together really putting together a, a staff? And you know, you've seen quite a few assistants been hired, but no coordinators yet yeah i think uh you know whenever somebody asks me that i ask the question why do you need deep as a defensive coordinator right now there's no there's no bowl coming up you're gonna have plenty of time to install things before spring practice gets going in a month or, or a few months and so i don't know necessarily why you need to rush and there's some folks that may say well the window is closing but i think these conversations are had and i think there's several well, I think there are defensive coordinators. They're sitting defensive coordinators that are being considered here, and I think they want to be. Um, I think they want to be a part of q Freeze's staff. From a recruiting standpoint, um, I think they've got their guys that they want out visiting right now, and so if you do that, you hire a DC. You have to take one of these guys that's out on the road building relationships with these recruits. You got to take them off because they're not able to interact. We've seen this with you Alls guy, uh, T. Reed. In the past, um, and so I, I don't know what the advantages are, other than you get to start developing relationships between DC and the players. But that's going to come. That's going to that's going to already be there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, DC I would agree is more important than the OC. I, I mean, I think Hugh Freeze is the offensive coordinator, right? I think anytime you have a head coach that is uh, really offensive minded and probably going to call plays. Uh, whoever your OC is, is pretty much your glorified quarterback's coach. So um, I'd give you more of the benefit of asking that question from the D.C. side of it, you know, and the, but on the OC side of it, you know, just uh, just take your time. Just take your time, for sure.
0: I'm one of the ANSI people. and it's pro- just, I love instant gratification, right? I just want to know now what the answer is, who these names are going to be, and how they can build out the rest of the coaching staff. So I, I think there yeah. are several of us ANSI folks out there.
1: Well, I think everything, and you can feel however you want. Um, J.J., you're a genius. And I think you. everything you do is perfect and phenomenal. So that's probably the right way to feel. <laughs> I don't know. But the, um, I think everything that Hugh Freeze is doing, you know, all these conversations and meetings he's having behind closed doors, it's all about the portal, and it's all about <laughs> December 21st when the early signing period opens. That's essentially become signing day. And that's what everything is building towards right now. And just talking to folks close to Hugh Freeze, um, he's devoting every second he's awake to talent acquisition, whether it's recruiting high school kids or college players in the transfer portal. That's what he's focused on. And when he has five minutes of spare time, that's when he's making calls talking about acquiring coaches, building out a staff. So his priority right now is getting the roster set. He brought in some guys from Liberty, that he feels and in trust and then the offensive line coach from Ole Miss, who he has a relationship with prior. Um, he's brought in these guys to help sell his vision because he knows that they can do that. And that's, you know, you, that's what you're committing to. When you commit to Auburn right now, you're committing to Hugh Freeze's vision for this program. And I don't think you need a coordinator to do that right now. Um, it is a little weird, the order as far as you hire position coaches before you hire coordinators. Um, and I can put my tinfoil hat on for that if you want me to, but I'm not going to do that unless prompted. But I think um, I, I think Hugh Freeze has a plan here. Um, and so it, I understand being antsy, but I don't think you need to be.
0: What are the chances that somebody like Travis Williams becomes that defensive coordinator?
1: I think Travis Williams is interesting. Um, I love the idea of it, and I like the idea of it a lot if it was somebody like Brian Harson or somebody that's not going to necessarily call plays. Because I think I think whenever Hugh Freeze hires a defensive coordinator, it's going to be similar to like how Gus Malzahn treated Kevin Steele, right? It's like okay, you're going to be the head coach of the defense. I'm going to be involved, but you're essentially going to run the defense, right? Um, I don't know if T. Will's ready for that yet. Um, if it was going to be somebody where the head coach would be a little bit more involved, there's a chance Hugh Freeze is right. I think historically he hasn't really done that. We didn't really see that at Ole mess. So um, we didn't really see that at, at Liberty as well, so there, there's certainly a chance where he could be more involved in the defense. That may help Travis Williams a little bit. Um, I, I would just like a few more years of T. Will being a DC before he's handed that responsibility. But man, there's plenty of arguments for Travis Williams. Right? I mean, we've seen how Auburn folks respond to you know their own being um, being elevated within the college football ranks. We certainly saw that with Caddy. We've seen that with. With Zach Etheridge, um, possibly we see it with T. Will. That'd be that'd be awesome, and then just the the bump that he would give you in regards to recruiting. That would be a lot of fun to see as well. So, um, I, it certainly wouldn't hurt my feelings. But I, I just I don't think the fit makes a ton of sense in the timing right now.
0: You could follow him on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Uh, here we chat on December eighth, twenty twenty two. What is your outlook on Bruce Pearl's Tigers right now?
1: I, I think they're good. I think they've won every game they've played in. That's really all you. Good can place to start. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll take uh, I'll take a goose egg in the loss column any day. They really have only played like one team that I would say was like a good team, which is a bit concerning. But also, you know, these players can't control that, and so they uh, they slipped away with a win against Northwestern. They probably didn't deserve that win, but still, you, you take it. You never uh, apologize for. handing another team a loss and that Northwestern team looking a little bit better after upsetting Michigan State, which uh, at one point this season probably had the best resume in college basketball. So you love that. You love that. Maybe that can end up being a quad two win when it's all said and done. And then St. Louis, I think was a pretty good team. And man, they gave Auburn everything they had. That was uh, was an incredible game. What's happening Saturday in Atlanta? I think we're going to learn a lot about this team. They're away from Auburn Arena or Neville Arena now, excuse me. And, you know, you're kind of in this this neutral environment, this NCAA tournament-like environment. You're playing a team that certainly should be in the postseason later this year in Memphis. So um, I, I think this is a great a great opportunity to go up against Penny Hardaway and, and that team. And I think this team's hungry. I think this team's ready. I think this team understands that they're still being a little overlooked. But I think they're also aware of, like, they haven't really been given a huge test yet and so they've got Memphis they come home and and then they take on a a pretty beatable opponent and then they go out west to USC to Washington over these next four games we're going to learn a ton about these tigers oh yeah then sec play starts when they host florida after that so it's about to ramp up it's about to be a lot of fun
0: no kidding check out locked on auburn you can uh, find it wherever you get your podcast also watch the show daily on youtube check out auburndaily.com and here we are talking college basketball zach uh, uh, if the internet's not lying to me i think there's a new college basketball show that's out there as well that people should be checking out right
1: Oh yeah, a little, a uh, little locked on college basketball. You've been on it, I believe. Yeah, I, I have not been uh, extended the uh, the invitation. If Auburn yet, keeps winning, okay. I think
0: that'll happen for you.
1: Maybe they hate on Auburn all the time, but that's okay. <laughs> and I text them about it every time they do it. I'm like, you guys are totally a national college basketball show because you must have gotten the memo that it's the cool thing. Once you get a national podcast, you poop on Auburn. So y'all <laughs> in. they thought that was funny, but no, our friends Andy, Patton, and Isaac Shade. They, um, yeah, we have launched our, uh, locked on college basketball show and they've, they've hit the ground running. And, uh, yeah, you might hear JJ on there. A Love it. Bit, talking, talking Blue Devils. So, I like yeah, it. They're doing a great job.
0: Well, Zach, thank you so much for the time. As always, enjoy the rest of your Thursday and we'll talk soon, okay?
1: Hey, thanks for fitting me in, guys. Talk to y'all soon.